SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Burkhart Worley of Pearls of Promise Ministries, and welcome to Pop Talk, the show where you never know what topics might pop up. Our culture has changed a lot, and sometimes it seems like Christians are considered the bad guys rather than the good guys. So why is this happening? Author and pastor David Johnson will try to answer this question for us. David Johnson has pastored a church in Jacksonville, Florida for the past 20 years, and also has an online teaching ministry called Nothing But The Truth. He's written eight books, and he and his wife, Judith, have two grown daughters and one son. And the book we're going to focus on today is David's latest release called High Value Target, When the Good Guys Become the Targets. Well, let's start with a basic question. What is a high value target, and how does this relate to Christians, David? Well, the more important a person is, the more uh, the, the higher their their value is as a target. And so Christians are the good guys. They're called the salt of the earth. They're called the light of the world. And so evil wants to put out the light and shut down the salt and mess us all up. And this is prophesied, by the way, in Scripture. Uh, in fact, in, I think in Psalm 94, it says that they gather together against the souls of the righteous. Evil cannot coexist with virtue. It deems virtue as an enemy that must be destroyed because evil is not intelligent. Evil cannot think straight. Evil contaminates logic. And so the more evil triumphs, um, the greater animosity it demonstrates towards those who stand for what is right. Does that make sense? Yes. I know there's a verse in the Bible that talks about what's bad will be good and what's good will be bad. And that's referring to end times. So I imagine that's why you've written this book, because you know the times. Is, is that part of the reason that you wrote the book? Yeah, you're, you're, you're quite right about that particular Isaiah passage about Woe unto them that put good for evil and evil for good. I mean, that's that's where we're at right now. Um, uh, first, the culture overlooks evil. Then it permits evil. Then it legalizes evil. Then it promotes evil. Then it celebrates evil. And then we persecute those who still call it evil. And that's probably the best synapses I can think of, of what's going on today. Described, as you suggest, in the scriptures, in the last days, perilous times shall come and men shall be. And the first thing on the list is narcissists, lovers of their own selves, covetous, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affections. And, and in fact, it goes on, to to say that they are despisers of those that are good is described they are described as fierce so this is a war zone we're living in 
And every Christian, legitimate Christian, is the target. Yeah, and I, I'm seeing a lot of this in the media as well. You just can't find anything good on television anymore or on Netflix or anything like that. It's just everything's laced with profanity and there's nudity. And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, I just I can't find anything healthy to watch. Have you seen that as well? Of course. And that's why we're in this era where evil is now promoted. And we've been doing this for 25 or 35 years. I call it Hollywood, but it's supposed to be Hollywood. <laughs> and they've been pumping out evil of every description, and it has become our version of entertainment. We are being entertained by evil. Not only that, but the consequences of the fact that our educational system has been, been taken over as well. And the crimes that are taking place in the classroom are almost unthinkable. And children are the targets, and they're being taught abominable things and the acceptance of evil. And uh, I, I, I think that the children thing bothers me probably more than anything else. We, yeah, we're going to be doing an upcoming show with somebody from Child Evangelism Fellowship. I'm not going to give all of it away, but uh, they've been combating Satan clubs in the schools. Oh. They have these good news clubs that they've been doing. And so there's Satan clubs coming in to counteract what they're doing. And so uh, we're going to do a whole show on that. So I know what you're talking about with the schools. It just, just upsets me so much to hear what our children are being taught. And here's something else I know. When you're in ministry like I am, like you are, you're a target, especially if you're making an impact. You know, whenever I'm getting ready to speak somewhere, um, things seem to just go wrong. And then it finally, you know, it finally hits me. Oh my gosh, that's it. I'm under spiritual attack. So why don't you tell us who is our enemy and what are some of the ways that he works, David? Well, one of the first things everybody must grasp is that there is a real devil. It's a, it's a, in fact, you know, you know, we've had controversies going on for 10 or 15 years about what is the evidence that God exists? Well, can you look around and not see the evidence that the devil exists? <laughs> like it's everywhere. And he is the arch enemy of God. And now, remember, he got kicked out of heaven, right? He got kicked out of heaven. In fact, it's interesting because the scripture says of him, he was perfect in all his ways until iniquity was found in him. Ah, uh -uh, he didn't go out and sin. He was perfect until iniquity. Iniquity is the Bible word for narcissism. So Satan became a narcissist. And he said, I will be lifted up. I will be like the most high God. I'll exalt my throne above the throne of God. And that's what narcissism is. And it got him kicked out of the universe. Because can you imagine a loving, smart, intelligent God allowing the universe to be populated with narcissists? Because... If you had one galaxy here and a galaxy here, they would want this other galaxy and we'd have war in the universe that makes Star Wars look like a firecracker, you know. So this, so, so this is the problem is we've got this. Now, this devil has cast down and limited. Now, what's interesting is that we, Earth is not a playground. It's a battleground. Uh, so the enemy... The only way you can get back at God is to damage God's 
love of his life, which is humanity. <laughs> so if he can destroy something God loves, he wants to do it. Now, how does he do that? I think that's what you asked. How does he do that? And this is a difference between God and Satan. God speaks to a person's heart to get to their head. Satan speaks to the head to get to the heart. So he's after people, and his mechanism is a, it's become a very wide, broad propaganda machinery um, to mentally hurt. He has been so good at this that, that he's got people destroying themselves. The self-destructive behaviors are abounding in every measure. And that's not just chemical. Um, it's, it's very sad. So, so what's happened here is the enemy, which is Satan, right? And, 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 as, and as scripture says, be vigilant, be vigilant rather, because your adversary, the devil, walks about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast. So, so he's after everybody. The problem gets complicated because when he's successful, people join him. They sign up with the devil. And um, I don't know, you remember, you remember the Patty Hearst uh, story? And I think it was called the Stockholm um, syndrome. Syndrome, that's it, yeah. So, so she was captured, and she lived with the enemy so much she began to understand them, appreciate them, side with them, and then began to participate with them in their crimes. And so Satan hasn't been content just to hurt people. He wants them to sign up <laughs> and become um, cohorts with him. Um, and so now not only is Satan our enemy, but he's got people, and demons, of course, but he's got people that are sided with him. And those people have become our enemy. But they are very fortunate to have us as an enemy because we love our enemies. <laughs> and what we want to do is we, we want to rescue them from the devil. We want to rescue them from their captor and return them to their father, the king. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is, this is the exciting thing is that people can come back into a right relationship with God. God, like creator, master, ruler of the universe. And if they do that properly, and it must be done properly or else it doesn't work, then uh, Satan gets defeated and people become, you know, God formed us, sin deformed us, men try to reform us, but Christ transforms us. He makes us so brand new. And this is the amazing thing about God. Um, one of the great sentences uh, that the Lord ever gave me was this, um, never doubt that the God 
who can create something out of nothing can create nothing out of something. <laughs> and that's what he does with our sins. Wow. I love it. I love it. It's just so powerful, isn't it? And that's why there's so many testimonies out there that are powerful, that, that are used by God to lead others to Christ. You know, they were yes. once this way, really following the devil or letting, allowing him to have his way with their life. And then once they had that encounter with Jesus Christ, everything changed. And all of a sudden yeah. they had light on them. And, uh, and the old things passed away. That's right. They can't, they can't believe it. And that's what makes a powerful testimony. Yeah, you know what? I just cannot understand that there's so many people who don't even believe that Satan exists. Barna research states that 43% do not think that Satan is a being, but it's just a symbol of evil. Why do you think Christians do not see evil or they just don't want to see evil? Mm. Well, you know how to answer the tough questions, ask the tough questions, don't you? <laughs> um Number one, the the premise is is why don't Christians understand evil? And I am fearful to report that a lot of what's called Christian is not Christian. So that's why though they don't oppose it. We. Uh, we 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 have got Christian dumb, which is a very broad scope of every kind of thing that calls itself Christian. But just because it has a label on the outside of the bottle doesn't mean what's inside is authentic. You know what I'm saying? Probably the biggest issue of our day. <laughs> this is really tough. Is fake church. Because where is the salt that's lost its savor? Uh, but Jesus said it's henceforth, number one, good for nothing. Number two, but to be cast down. Number three, to be trodden under the foot of men. So I, I fear that the genuine Christian cannot help but be aware of Satan because he has to fight that dirty devil every day. But those who ignore the devil, um, either they don't know their Bibles, that they're cer certainly not living in reality because the evidence of Satan is like all around us, right? And maybe they need to become aware of some of the truths in Scripture. Beware, the beware commands, a whole group of them, right? Maybe it's because we have bought into the cultural idea of amusement. To amuse means to think. Amuse means to not think. So we do things that are distractions and they prevent us from really thinking about what's really, really going on. Now, Ephesians 6 talks about the armor of God and how important it is to put on this armor of God to protect ourselves from the enemy's attacks. Uh, how can we protect ourselves? What do you talk about in your book uh, for believers um, uh, to overcome the enemy's attacks? Well, uh, of course, number one rule of all warfare is 
know your enemy. And if you don't think he exists, you're already <laughs> already left. You need to know the enemy. And, and of that, you know, uh, Scripture says, uh, "Let Satan get advantages of us because we are not ignorant of his devices." So therefore, we have to be sober, be vigilant, and so we have to re resist him. That we've got to take up sides and fight the fight. So. As you properly and well and wisely point out, we need to put on the whole armor of God. Those are not just historic symbols. <laughs> so we're to put on the whole armor, no parts missing. For example, and may I give you an example of this? The first piece of armor, the first piece of armor is to have your loins gird about with the truth. Now, the loins are the genital areas of our bodies. That verse is not talking about the whole truth, because later on we're going to talk about the word of God, right? Which is the whole truth. The first piece of armor you have to put on is the truth about sexuality. Because that protects your loins. The first piece of armor. Of course, the question then becomes, well, how do you how do you put that piece of armor on? You know, it's not, you know, I, I know people who stand in front of the mirror and pretend to put it on every morning, you know, but you, you should never take it off, right? Put it on, you keep it on 24-7. And how do you do that? You've got to take the truths about sexuality, memorize them, get them inside of you so they rule your life. And that's why I teach every young man to memorize Proverbs chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7, chapter 9, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1 to 8, 2, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22, you know. And, and you have to get the truth about sexuality. And it's the first piece of armor, and without that, I mean, that's, that's where almost everybody's getting beat up right now in this culture. So I didn't mean to get off on that one because, because I mean, all the armor, <laughs> uh, all the armor is important. And, um, you know, the shield of faith by which we are able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. What are, what are the fiery darts of the enemy? They are thoughts that Satan throws at you. Because he's trying to reach your heart by getting you through your head. So, in contrast to this, um, you know, and, and and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Well, I mean, all this armor, got to put it on. This is not poetic. This is not pretend. This this has to really be done. And now you got a Christian. You better watch out, Satan. Because you're not dealing with a namby-pamby anymore. That's right. We're armed and dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I love that, what you said about girding the loins. I'd never thought of that as sexuality. But really, when you think about it, where does the enemy attack great pastors or pastors of large churches? It's there. Uh, you know, there's. I did a whole thing on moral theology when I was in seminary. I did a presentation. I studied it and did a paper on it. 
And that is where pastors, unfortunately, get get stuck. You know, they cross the line many times in counseling sessions with uh, congregants without somebody else with them. They shouldn't probably be counseling in the first place. But that is where the enemy, this is where he gets them. And uh, that's why it's especially important for pastors and people in those positions uh, to uh, really put that that armor that girds the loin uh, because because that is where the enemy is going to try to get you. And speaking of churches, you mentioned this a minute ago, David, but uh, how are churches and denominations starting to accept some beliefs that contradicts uh, scripture? I know in Revelation, they talk about the Laodicean church. That's the lukewarm church that God says, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, Jesus says, I'm going to spit this out of my mouth. Uh, What is your, uh, what's, what's the goal in talking about that? How, uh, what kind of churches are you discussing? I call it the industrialized church. Church has become a business. Whoa. The moment that happens, when church is industrialized, when the church becomes a business enterprise, the structural motivation of the church changes because now it's about profit. And the love of money is the root of all evil. So now we do church to attract certain kinds of people. They become entertainment programs. Oh, my. Um, uh, it's Charles Spurgeon said this probably more prophetically than anybody I know. He said the day will come when pastors will not be teaching sheep, but they'll be entertaining goats. I mean, that's Charles Spurgeon. Ah. So the entertainment industry has come into the church. Now the motive of the, now, so now we do our market analysis on how do we get as many people as possible. And so the whole idea of the seeker sensitive thing has, has brought in an agenda other than the truth. So as a consequence of that, I fear we have, as you mentioned, pastoral leadership that is openly living in abominations described by God. I mean, you know, there's a scripture that really bothers me, and I'll tell you what it is. We're not to speak of those things that are done in secret. So sometimes I just don't even want to say some of those words out loud because they're so disgusting and so abominable but now they occupy the sacred desk I think the scripture probably most appropriate is the one that says that judgment must begin at the house of the Lord and if it first begin in us what shall the end be of those who believe not the truth so we've got to pray But prayer is not a substitute for our obedience. And that's why the Lord comes along in the scripture and says, uh, some of your prayers, he's not even going to listen to you because of your sins and your iniquities have separated you from the Lord your God. So we can go through the mockery or the mimicry of prayer, but where's the power? Where's the power? Right. When you're not uh, walking the talk uh, i don't know that the lord actually hears your prayers he wants to see a humbled heart a repentant heart 
And uh, that's what he looks for, broken spirit. And so we're talking about your book, High Value Target, when the good guys become the targets. And, and the underlying theme here is fighting the battle, fighting yes. the enemy of our souls, right? And you use a lot of military terminology in your book. Now, do you have a military background? Every Christian has a military background. Because <laughs> this is a war. This is a battleground. I, I'm not, I, I'm a Canadian by birth an American by the grace of God, and a Southerner by choice. And I, had, I, I love the bumper sticker. I wasn't born in the South, but I got here as fast as I could. However, we, we are at war. Right now, we're at war. But I have a dear friend uh, whose son was in uh, uh, Afghanistan, and uh, his machinery was blown up. He suffered from a traumatic brain injury, but in the process, he dragged, I forget how many of his comrades to safety, and he got several purple hearts over it. We kept him in our prayers all this time. But then I started to understand how many soldiers commit suicide. So I wrote a book based on the scripture in Ecclesiastes, it's a well-known passage. Every, to everything, there's a season, a purpose to everything under heaven. Time to be born, time to die. And then it says, a time to kill and a time to heal. Anybody who has had to kill somebody legitimately still has to heal. So the book is about how combat soldiers can survive um, PTSD, Everybody who has to kill has to heal. Our combat soldiers defend us, but when you're on the battlefield, you have to look an enemy in the eye and you have to shoot him. He falls dead at your feet. Your next job is to go through his pocket. And you pull out a picture of his wife and you pull out a picture of his child. And you got to live with that the rest of your life. That soldier needs to heal. And that's why those who are not getting over PTSD are committing suicide in great numbers because we're never meant to live with unresolved evil. That's right. And I think so many people have been under attack for many, many years. Uh, once they find Jesus, there is a period of healing and uh, it's, it's a slow process to get back to the level where God wants you to live. I know it's clear uh, just from talking to you, David, that you are a truth teller. Your ministry is called Nothing But the Truth. We only have just a short time, maybe a minute, but can you tell us about what you're trying to accomplish with your work that is outside the church? Yeah, our uh, website is called nothingbutthetruth.org. We probably have 400 videos or so on there free of charge. Access to all our printed materials. We're very alive on YouTube, of course, as well. The truth. Without the truth, nobody can make it. You got to know the truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. In fact, the scripture says you need to love the truth. You need to have the love of the truth. So, so we don't do sermons. <laughs> we do Bible, 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 Bible. And um I, I am blessed. I'm a one-talent teacher, I think. But uh, my joy in life is to explain the truth. And so that's what we hope, we hope to do. David Johnson and all his books are at nothingbutthetruth.org. Or you can find him on YouTube where he reached 
1.7 million views. That's amazing. Uh, he is really making a difference. If you want to interview David, you can reach out to him through Joni Sullivan Baker at jbaker at buoyancypr.com. I'm going to spell it uh, B-U-O-Y-A-N-C-Y-P-R.com. And we'd love for you to reach out to us here at Pearls of Promise Ministries. You can email us at info at pearlsofpromiseministries.com. Our website is pearlsofpromiseministries.com. We're also on Facebook. Like us there. Twitter at Pop Talk Media and Instagram at pop underscore ministries. And we hope you'll join us for our next conference. It's our Level Up Women's Conference coming up October 8th at Northview Baptist Church just outside of Dallas. You can get your tickets on Eventbrite. That is Pop Talk for this week. I'm just an ordinary girl who God is turning into a pearl. Have a wonderful week. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.